Each year, it is my privilege to produce for you more than 200 Cato Daily podcasts featuring Cato scholars, outside experts, journalists, lawmakers, and others with interesting things to say. And at Cato, we accept no government money. We are entirely funded by private citizens and organizations. That means both Cato and the Cato Daily Podcast are completely dependent on your support. To keep the Cato Daily Podcast strong and growing, we've launched a new podcast sponsor program for this holiday season. Any and all donations to support the podcast are most appreciated, but at the $1,000 level of support, you'll become a Cato patron sponsor, which means you'll receive all the benefits of patron sponsorship. Additionally, unless you object, I'll personally thank you on the podcast. Cato is a 501c3 charitable organization, which means that your gift is tax-deductible to the fullest extent allowed by law. To learn more, visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor. That's cato.org slash podcast sponsor. And as always, thank you for listening. This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, December 22nd, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. The new GOP tax plan zeroes out, at least temporarily, Obamacare's individual mandate. What does that mean for markets for health insurance in the coming years? And what other reforms might be spurred in the coming years? Michael Cannon directs health policy studies at the Cato Institute. He comments on what's next for everyone affected by the Affordable Care Act. In the tax bill, the individual mandate has not been ended so much as zeroed out, perhaps temporarily. What does that mean for Obamacare in 2018? So the tax bill will zero out the individual mandate starting in 2019, which means that as of 2019, the IRS will not penalize anyone who does not uh, enroll in minimum essential coverage as defined by the Affordable Care Act. And that means that there's one less incentive for healthy people to go into the exchanges and pay these overpriced premiums that Obamacare requires them to purchase. And that will expose more of the full cost of the coverage that Obamacare wants to provide to people with expensive pre-existing conditions. The problem is, as it always has been, a lot of people like Obamacare until they have to pay for it. And when they see those higher premiums, uh, when uh, Congress has to spend more money to bail out the exchanges, then uh, Obamacare is going to become even more vulnerable than it is uh, to being altered or repealed um, today. And so it remains to be seen how that's going to play out. Now, even if the zeroing out of the mandate penalty doesn't take effect until 2019, it apparently wasn't having much of an effect on people enrolling in coverage Anyway, and so even if it's still in place in uh, tax year 2018, uh, people are probably not going to be motivated by that to purchase health insurance. Uh, and and so, so this is really a body blow to the future of Obamacare. Do we see uh, any changes to the individual market if people aren't going to be penalized for uh, not buying Obamacare approved insurance, presumably they could buy other insurance that was that would have otherwise subjected them to the penalty. Well, remember that the centerpiece of Obamacare are its pre-existing conditions provisions, the provisions that say that insurers have to cover all comers, even if they have expensive medical conditions, and they can't charge them any more uh, than a healthy person of the same age. And this has the effect of reducing premiums for the sick, but also increasing premiums for the healthy, and the healthy realize that this is a bad deal, especially when 
they can go and buy insurance almost any time they want, and the insurance company has to take them and can't charge them any more than if they hadn't waited. So the individual mandate exists to get the healthy people, to penalize the healthy people unless they sign up for that overpriced coverage. And without it, the without the mandate penalty, what's going to change in the individual market is more healthy people who are going to say, no thanks, I'll wait until I'm sick to buy coverage. And that is going to mean the the insurance pools are sicker, insurers are going to have to raise premiums as a result, and as I mentioned, that will expose more of the full cost of providing coverage to all of those people with expensive pre-existing conditions. Unfortunately, there aren't many places for those healthy folks to go if they want insurance that provides really secure access, long-term protection against the cost of an expensive illness, secure access to care even if they get sick. Because Obamacare said, for all products in the individual market, you have to abide by all of these rules. Those pricing rules I just mentioned, you have to offer essential health benefits, you have to comply with these medical loss ratio requirements, and on down the line. There is one exception, which is a type of insurance, health insurance product called short-term insurance. Congress created this exemption to all of the health insurance regulations that it has imposed uh, either through Obamacare or before Obamacare, and uh, these short-term plans, uh, uh, it just created this exemption saying short-term uh, health insurance plans are, are not subject to any of these rules. The Department of Health and Human Services traditionally defined short-term plans as lasting one year, and the Obama administration, seeing that people were using these short-term plans uh, to seek refuge from Obamacare's hidden taxes, shortened the length of time, uh, the, the policy term for these plans, the allowable policy term from one year to three months. And the Trump administration, so there is still that option. People can buy these uh, three-month uh, short-term plans, and then if they get very sick, they can enroll in an Obamacare plan. The Trump administration is trying to go back to the old definition of uh, these plans as being one-year plans, and arguably, they can even make them longer term than that, even though they're called short-term plans, just by saying that the uh, insurance companies can renew them and offer a guarantee of renewal so that if you get cancer while you're enrolled in one of these plans, they will offer you the same plan uh, at the end of the year without increasing your premiums to reflect the fact that you got cancer. If the Trump administration does that, then healthy people will really have an alternative to Obamacare, an alternative that means they won't ever have to switch into the exchanges, which are offering coverage that is getting increasingly worse, and that therefore, and that instead offers them secure access to the medical care that they need once they get sick. So that's one uh, option, and if it comes to fruition, would would help some people get insurance. But are, is there an appetite in Congress, or is there a move afoot to try to create other kinds of opt-out uh, provisions for uh, healthy people to get lower-cost insurance? So the option of short-term health insurance is already available, and what the Trump administration is talking about doing is making that coverage better by making that a longer-term option uh, to, uh, to Obamacare. And at the same time, some members of Congress have proposed something very similar. Ted Cruz offered what – Senator Ted Cruz from Texas offered what is really a, a true compromise between the pro and anti-Obamacare forces. He said, look, keep all the regulations in place. Just give people the freedom to opt out. Let them enroll in a non-compliant plan that insurers can sell to them if the insurers also sell compliant plans to all comers. 
that would give that would dramatically reduce premiums for healthy people, and the subs and it would, re, it would increase premiums in the exchanges for on those compliant plans, and uh, the subsidies that Obamacare provides for people who enroll in those compliant plans would rise automatically with those premiums. So that would make all of the subsidies in Obamacare, it would preserve them, first of all, it would make them explicit, and it would spread the cost of those subsidies for, for those few million people in the individual market who have um, uninsurable pre-existing conditions. It would spread the cost of providing them those subsidies over, more evenly over the entire uh, population of taxpayers rather than focusing or, or, or uh, dumping so much of the cost on other healthy people in the individual market. That uh, the Trump administration could, could go even farther administratively. Of course, a subsequent administration could undo it. But if the Trump administration does that, makes those short-term plans guaranteed renewable, then uh, – or just makes uh, – moves in that direction, then that could lead Congress uh, – could lead, uh, bring Democrats in Congress to the negotiating table because they may prefer the Cruz compromise to what President Trump is doing. In 2018, how likely are we to see changes to uh, Medicare or Medicaid? Uh, within Obamacare, these are to some extent cost drivers. There were promises of cuts to Medicare in the original Obamacare uh, plan, but uh, at least, correct me if I'm wrong, so far those have not come to fruition. Well, they have. Um, the, uh, uh, the Medicare cuts, some of them have been, uh, have been delayed, but generally speaking, the Medicare cuts are, are – uh, Obamacare's Medicare cuts are still in place. And it's really sort of interesting. The Republicans are passing a tax reform bill that would increase the deficit and therefore under a 2010 law – uh, that requires automatic sequestration if the deficit in, uh, exceeds a certain threshold, uh, there will be automatic cuts to the Medicare program. Democrats are screaming about these cuts, uh, uh, maybe $25 billion worth of cuts to Medicare, uh, when in fact they cut Medicare even more, or I should say reduced the, f the f growth of Medicare spending by even more than Republicans did when they enacted Obamacare. And Congress should cut Medicare. Congress should cut Medicare much more dramatically than that. The best evidence suggests that one out of every three dollars that the federal government spends on the Medicare program is wasted. It does nothing to make patients happier, uh, healthier or happier with the care they're receiving. It provides no value whatsoever. And that is uh, – and that's just the zero value expenditures. There are other expenditures uh, that Medicare is making where – it, the the spending provides some benefit, but not enough benefit to justify the cost. Seniors would not have spent the money on on that medical care if they had the money themselves. They would spend it on other things, and that really points to uh, how Congress should be reforming the Medicare program. And the only way to contain Medicare spending, which is, in fact, to give Medicare enrollees that money. Give them a Medicare check like Social Security gives them a Social Security check and trust them to spend it like Social Security trusts them to spend the money. Give low-income seniors and sicker seniors more money so that they can afford the, the, the care that they need. But that, uh, when you do that, not only will prices fall on health care, but Congress will then actually be able to restrain Medicare spending in a way they can't now because when Medicare decides it's going to pay for this, it's going to pay for that, it's going to pay this much and that much, then all the people who provide this and that line up to make sure that there are no cuts. But if you give cash to seniors, then all those people are not going to uh, hire the lobbyists and, 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 and 
buy television advertising to say don't cut Medicare because they can't be sure that money's coming to them. So Congress does need to cut Medicare, and that's how Congress should be doing it. Michael Cannon is Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. This holiday season, consider supporting the Cato Podcast and the broad range of the Cato Institute by visiting cato.org slash podcast sponsor and learn more of the benefits of sponsorship. That's cato.org slash podcast sponsor.